KSI presents The Standard Show, the podcast that brings you the stories behind the standards with Matthew Childs and Cindy Paragill. Today's episode is about the winners of the BSI Standards Awards. Hello and welcome to The Standard Show. My name is Matthew Childs and I am with Cindy Paragill. Hello, Cindy. How are you? Looking forward with enthusiasm. And you? (laughs) Sticking to the knitting. Now, the aim of this podcast is to bring you the stories behind the standards. Every year, thousands of standards makers get together to agree best practice and produce standards for all sorts of products, services and processes. And also every year, thousands of organisations use those standards to help make the world a better place in which to live, work and play for everyone, something that is most definitely worth celebrating. Absolutely. So this special episode of The Standard Show is about the BSI Standards Awards, and we will be naming and recognising the achievements of some of this year's winners. Now, the live awards event actually took place last month at the Sheraton Grand Hotel in London's Piccadilly as part of the BSI Standards Conference. But in honour of that occasion and the winners... We have got dressed up. Cindy is in, as my mum would have said, her posh frock. And I'm kitted out in dinner jacket and bow tie, obviously. The champagne is on ice too, but we'll leave that until we've finished our recording. (laughs) Good idea. Actually, did you know, talking about dinner jackets, did you know that in the early days of the BBC, news announcers were required to wear dinner jackets when broadcasting in the evening because it was seen as a mark of respect to other radio performers who were obliged to dress formally. Really? Yep, they had standards, you know. Now, a reminder that here on The Standards Show, we hope to meet your high standards. And to help us do that, we really welcome your feedback. Do please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Twitter at Standard Show and check out the show notes for all of the ways to get in touch. Do you want to help make people's lives easier, safer, and more enjoyable? If so, why not become a standards maker with BSI and have your say on the development of standards? Standards affect all of us every day, wherever we go, whatever we do. By defining good practice, they help people, organizations, the economy, and society to do things better. We welcome applicants from all fields, backgrounds, and career stages. Our goal is to have a balance of views around the table. If you want to make a difference and shape the world through standards, start your standards-making journey now by visiting bsigroup.com forward slash get involved. Now, there are two types of BSI Standards Awards, one for standards makers and one for standards users. We're going to start with the Standards Makers Awards. And this year, there are awards made in six categories. Yes, we have Best New Standards Maker, Managing Standards Committees, Education About Standardization, Representing Consumers, Standards Leadership, Representing the UK, and finally, the Wolfberry Medal. Yes, the Wolfberry Medal is awarded by BSI to recognise exceptional contribution to standards development over a career, akin to a Lifetime Achievement Award. We'll build up to that one. But we are going to start with our best new standards maker. 
This award is to recognize exceptional contribution by a standards committee member who has been working in standards for five years or less. Now, for context, there are around 13,500 committee members or standards makers drawn from a huge range of professional backgrounds, working across over 1,200 committees and on thousands of standards. Every year, their work helps to make the world a better place in which to live, work and play. So, Cindy, can we reveal the winner, please? And the winner is Nick Jones. Now, in the words of the judges, Nick has been recognised for being an outstanding global ambassador as an IC young professional and for his dedicated work and collaboration as a member of IEC Technical Committee 61 on functional safety of software in household appliances. Now, Nick is Compliance and Approvals Lead Engineer at Dyson. I spoke to Nick after he received his award. So, Nick Jones, tell us about the award. Uh, I was nominated for Best New Committee Member. I'm very, very honoured to have uh, been awarded that as well. Um, having only been involved in standardisation since 2018, it's, uh, it's quite an achievement to have uh, been already recognised with a gold pip in that short period of time. So, And tell us about the, the sort of standards work that you do. Uh, so I'm involved in uh, both the UK National Committee and International Committee uh, for the Safety of Domestic Household Appliances. Uh, there's about 140 subparts to that, covering everything from uh, electric fence energizers to electric blankets, vacuum cleaners, tumble dryers, and other uh, similar appliances. So it's quite a large field. Uh, it's probably one of the oldest committees uh, since the uh, IEC was founded. They were pretty much there at day one. Um, so very, very honoured to have uh, been able to jump in at that deep end shall we say uh, coming from very uh, should we say unfounded unknowledgeable backgrounds uh, to now having been awarded uh, the nomination and what is what does it mean to you to win an award like this Oh, absolutely um, honoured to be in front of uh, the BSI delegates here today and being recognised uh, for my standardisation involvement so no seriously honoured and you came obviously through the IEC young professional programme route I just wonder what you'd say to any other sort of young engineer or young person starting off with their career, you know, what would you say to them get involved in standards? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think my fundamental principle I would say is don't think that you need to have years in standardisation to be an expert. Um, even being a young uh, person is extremely valuable uh, from that insight and unique perspective in the world of standardisation. So even if you have a vague or passing understanding of the world of standards, honestly apply for the programme because you never know what you can achieve and what doors it will open. Now, as Nick said there, he became a standards maker through his participation in the IC Young Professionals programme. Every year, BSI and its partners offer young engineers the chance to take part in this professional development programme, all expenses paid. The programme brings together the world's upcoming expert engineers, technicians and managers and provides them with opportunities to shape the future of international standardisation and conformity assessment in the field of electrotechnology. Applications for the 2022 programme will open early in the new year. So the next award we're looking at is for committee management. Now on the podcast, we have spoken to lots of BSI colleagues working in standards committee management and who are responsible, let's be honest, for keeping the whole standard show on the road. 
and helping to ensure that we get the right voices around the table to reach consensus on the standards being developed. Now, for this award, the judges are looking to recognise exceptional contribution by those who serve the role of committee manager, or possibly still in some cases, committee secretary, a term that is used in some situations. And who are the winners of this award? The winners are Anita Atra and Geraldine Salt. Yes, many congratulations to Anita and Geraldine. Now, Anita was singled out by the judges for her exceptional support, professionalism and knowledge of national and international standards development when managing standards committees on the issue of steel substrates. Described as a breath of fresh air and a morale booster, she works to consistently drive excellence within herself and her colleagues, all of which are signs of a true committee leader. Now, Cindy, I think you're wondering what a substrate is. Oh, yes, tell me. <laughs> so I was too. So a substrate in the context of corrosion is the parent or base material to which a coating is applied or the material upon which a process is conducted. So there you go. Well, thank you. And for Geraldine, the judges wanted her to be recognised for her outstanding professionalism, organisation and standards expertise when managing committees relating to the safety of household and similar electrical appliances and their effective and efficient committee management in this important area of standardisation. Here's what she had to say after receiving her award. So Geraldine, what, what does it mean to win an award for committee management? It's great. I feel it's really nice that somebody thought to nominate me and that um, my work is appreciated. So no, I feel really good. Thank you. And what are the, uh, the committees that you work and what sort of standards are developed in those committees? The committees for which I won the award um, are all related to safety of electrical appliances, household electrical appliances. So things like cookers, toasters, washing machines, etc. Now I'm going to ask you, how long have you been doing this for? Many years, actually. I probably, yeah, many years. More than perhaps I care to mention. Do you actually want the number? <laughs> can you? Do you even? Know, can you remember what it is? <laughs> it uh, starts with a three and ends in a in something over zero. So yeah, quite a long time. But it must bring you an enormous sense of satisfaction to be have been involved in developing these good practice guides over that length of time. Yes, it, it has actually, and. Um, I've, I can honestly say I have enjoyed the work. I've really enjoyed the committee work and meeting the committee members, particularly when we have face-to-face -face meetings. That's always much more interactive. Um, uh, but yes, and, and then when you actually see that the UK have put a proposal in and it, and it actually gets accepted eventually um, and it changes the standard for the better, that's a really good feeling. You feel you've contributed something. So lovely to hear Geraldine talk about that sense of satisfaction she has got during her career working in standards. Absolutely. And I should also mention, as her committee covers this area, that she's also a fantastic supporter of the IC Young Professionals Programme. Now, next up, we have an award that I am particularly interested, particularly interested in since a couple of years ago, I helped to create it. Uh, and that is the Award for Education about Standardisation. Yes, this award is to... Recognize exceptional contribution in integrating standards and standardization into higher education curricula and or promoting student education projects and research around standards. And the winner of this award for 2021 is... Simon Mills. 
Yes, congratulations to Simon Mills on winning the Education Award. Now, Simon is currently Managing Director of Spectrum CBM Limited and is also Vice President of the British Institute of Non-Destructive Testing. And he's been working in and around standards for nearly 40 years. And he's Chair of Standards Committee GME21, the Standards Committee for Mechanical Vibration, Shock and Condition Monitoring. And Cindy, I'm guessing you're wondering what that is. Absolutely. (laughs) Now, for real life examples, it can be everything from specifying levels of seat vibration in an excavator and the effect on the driver to ways to dynamically test bridges and viaducts, you know, how they hold up under stress from traffic, wind and other environmental factors to the ways a railway line generates noise and vibration and how that affects the environment and any surrounding structures. Now, thank you to Lockheen Humphreys, Standards Development Manager here at BSI, for that little explainer. The judges said, Simon has been recognised as an outstanding advocate for standards within his various roles, leading training programmes, and being committed to aligning industry, training, and standards. Now, when I spoke to Simon, he was very surprised, but also very proud and pleased to have won. So, Simon Mills, uh, how does it feel to win the the Standards Makers Award for Education about Standardisation? A complete surprise. Uh, The nomination came as a surprise, uh, and actually to win it was the icing on the cake. And tell us about the the work you've done, you know, why you've been nominated for the award. Well, I mean, it's a long story depends how long you've got. I mean, basically I've worked in standardisation with BSI since 1986 on various committees, first as a secretary, then as a convener, then I ended up as chair of a subcommittee, I ended up chairing an ISO subcommittee as well, and I'm now chair of a BSI committee. Uh, And through my involvement with standards, I've managed to put a lot of it back into the work that I do. Uh, I'm a trainer in vibration monitoring and standards are a really important part of that. So in a way my inside knowledge has been very useful but uh, each year for example for BINDT I do an update on where we are with standards. So I've been very keen on actually bringing more people into using standards and understanding the use of standards. I mean, I suppose, yeah, how important is it that the next generation is ed- educated around you know, what standards do and, and the, the effect they can have on the world around us? I think it's very important, otherwise we're always reinventing the wheel. Uh, and I, I've chaired meetings across the world, the, the US, Australia, China, Japan, uh, Germany, name a country and there's a chance that I I may have either visited or been involved Uh, and wherever we go they they're useful in terms of talking the same language singing to the same hymn sheet as my mother used to say she was a teacher is there anything you think we can do more sort of the the UK's education community what what more can they do do you think to bring the world of standards to a, a student audience Uh, Well, uh, I'm a fellow of the British Institute of Non-Destructive Testing and I'm currently one of their vice presidents and we've been involved in actually producing an apprenticeship scheme. So there's actually three apprenticeships and they range from an operator up to a degree level and these are fully funded 
in England uh, and Wales, uh, not, in, not currently in Scotland. Uh, and these are built around NDT qualifications, but they do include knowledge of standards. It's intrinsic, it's, it's shot through the whole system. I just wonder, given that you, you've won the award for, for education about standardisation, is there a, a sweet spot in terms of when, when we should start telling young people about these things? Uh, I don't think you can start early enough. I mean, I've got seven grandchildren and Touchwood soon to be nine grandchildren uh, and most of them are well aware that I get involved in international British standards, other codes of practice. Uh, one of my sons-in-law uh, runs uh, a company in um, fire alarm and safety uh, and again I've been able to assist them in pointing out the right direction to go with standards. So even if you only have a niche knowledge of standards, it's actually transferable. Are you a postgraduate studying at a UK university? Do you have a research idea or project that involves standards in some way? Well, if so, BSI Student Research Programme can help. The way it works is simple. We gain valuable information about an area of interest to our standards work, while you can benefit from mentorship to support your project and the chance to gain knowledge and exposure that may increase your future employability. To find out more about the program, including case studies of previously supported projects and how to apply, visit bsigroup.com forward slash education. So the next award we are going to look at is for representing consumers. This award is made to recognize exceptional contribution by a consumer representative who has ensured the needs of consumers were recognized during the development of a standard. Consumer representation is vital in the development of standards. National standards bodies, such as BSI in the UK, are obliged to include all relevant stakeholders, including consumers, in standards development. Members of the consumer stakeholder group speak up for consumers and standards and make sure their view is heard. Cindy, who is our winner? Well, the winner of the award for representing consumers is Julie Hunter. Now, Julie Hunter is an independent consultant in consumer research, policy, advocacy and protection and also chair of CPIN the Independent Consumer and Public Interest Network. Of Julie, the judges said that Julie has worked tirelessly to maximise CPIN's influence to tackle emerging consumer challenges, for example, by coordinating the development of a proposal for a new standard on increasing the understanding of online terms and conditions. Her tremendous commitment and passion about raising awareness of the benefits of consumer representation in standards is invaluable. So, um, Julie Hunter, I think we can say friend of the podcast now, to be honest, can't we? Winner of uh, representing consumers at the Standards Makers Awards. How does that feel? I'm really delighted to win this because it's recognition really for all of the members of CPIN who work really, really hard to make sure the consumer voice is heard in standards. And it's particularly important this year because this year, as you know, it marks the 70th year of consumer participation in standards. So it's something extra we can add to our celebration. And for me personally, it's great because I've been involved in standards for like 12 years now. I've been involved in CPIN 
And so, yeah, I'm really proud to get that recognition. I just want to say thank you as well to you know, BSI and to Bayes for supporting that independent consumer voice and standards. And you've been speaking actually the, uh, after the, the awards on the platform there about uh, the consumer voice and issues around sustainability. So I suppose there's a lot of important work left for SEEPIN to do. Definitely. There's lots of work to do. There are lots of ambitious targets that need to be met. And I think standards can play a really important role in making sure there's an enabling environment for consumers to make the changes they need to make. So to make sure that the right frameworks are put in place by government and to make sure that businesses are doing the right thing. And also that we know who those responsible businesses are. So all of those things can really help consumers to make you know, good decisions about you know, what they're buying and using. Now obviously CPIN, an inclusive organisation, what would you say to someone who is thinking about maybe getting involved in this area of standardisation? This is the future. Sustainability is all of our future, so it's a really, really important one. If anyone has the knowledge or expertise in this area, then it's really, it would be brilliant to get involved. We can really help to shape what it is that businesses should be doing. And it's really important also that we have all of those different voices coming together. So that's consumers, SMEs, everybody coming together, because it's, it's only with all of those perspectives together that we all get you know, the right outcome. And we really need to do something quickly. You know, there's an urgent need for change. And so we all need to come together and, and collaborate to make that change happen. It's so great for Julie and Seepin to get that additional recognition in their 70th anniversary year. It is indeed. Many congratulations to Julie, Seepin Chair, and as I said when I spoke to her there, friend of the podcast. Yes, if you want to learn more about CPIN and consumer representation in standards, we have created a collection of episodes about this. Check out the podcast feed or head over to bsigroup.com forward slash consumers. Now, our next award is for leadership. This is to recognise outstanding contributions by UK committee chairs. And we don't have one winner here, but nine winners. And they are... Maurice Cox for leading standards work on statistical procedure and for great determination to translate often dry and difficult information into engaging, digestible content that is easily shared amongst the wider standard user community. Next, we have Wim van der Kerkhove for his tremendous dedication and impact leading the development of ISO 37002 on whistleblowing. Then we have Julia Baker, Nick White and Gemma Jerome for their exceptional communication skills and creativity in steering the development of the complex and controversial BS8683 on biodiversity management. Also winning in this category, Stavrula Lika for leading the development of the world's first ever national guidance standard on prevention and management of psychosocial risks in the workplace and for integrity and inclusivity in leading the development of the ISO standard on that very same subject, ISO 45003, a standard we have looked at previously on the podcast. Then we have David Crowhurst for outstanding relationship development and building a culture of trust and respect when leading standards development on the sustainability of construction works. And then we have Quentin Phillips, recognised for empathy and creativity and creating an open, respectful and inclusive environment on RAE2, the Committee for Railway Applications. And finally, Tim Yates for exceptional collaboration openness, commitment and courage leading the development of a new standard on structural design of pavements. Now I spoke with two of the winners, 
Wim van der Kerkhove, who is Professor of Business Ethics at the University of Greenwich. I managed to speak to him at the awards. And Tim Yates, Technical Director at the BRE Group, who I spoke to a few days afterwards. We'll hear first from Wim and then Tim. So I'm with Vim, but Vim, I'm gonna, is it Vim or Wim? Wim. 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 I'm going to get you to pronounce your surname for me. How do you pronounce your surname? Van der Kerkhove. A much better attempt than I would have done there. So Vim, you've won a, a leadership award as part of the Standards Awards. What does that mean to you to win, a, to win an award like that? Um, it, it, it means a lot, actually. Um, although, you know, the, the, the award, I don't consider it just for me. Uh, there's also the BSI was a secretariat, so I think Nilesh Garv uh, was a tremendous help in making sure everything was always well, always in order and following up. And of course, you know, the whole working group was uh, was really terrific. But it's been uh, it's been it's been a lot of work, uh, but it's been very enjoyable. And tell us about the, the standards work that you do. Well, we developed uh, an international standard on handling whistleblowing reports. Um, and it's, it, it was published uh, last July. That, that's when it when it hit the market, and actually, it's coming at the, at, at the right moment. Uh, you know, there's there's some regulation in uh, Europe going on. There's there's a bit of momentum in the UK as well, and and elsewhere in the world as well. So I think it's a it's it's a nice coincidence to have. Uh, rounded off the standard it's on the market and now it's uh, yeah it's just been picked up and how did you get involved in standards making I mean what was your standards journey oh gosh well I've uh, I'm actually an academic uh, always been eager to work with practitioners um, and always have done uh, research on whistleblowing and mainly the recipient side so the handling side BSI had a pass uh, on whistleblowing and BSI uh, decided to review its pass on whistleblowing. Uh, and I said, hey, you know, can I be involved? They said, yeah, come along, great. Uh, and this, this just evolved into, well, why, do, why don't we try and make an international standard? Okay, good. And you know, from one thing came, came another. So you've had a good experience so far. I presume then you will not stop being a standards maker now? No, I'm not. I'm actually in also at the moment involved in uh, a BSI standard uh, on modern slavery that's uh, in development and is about to go uh, to public consultation. So, no, I, I really thoroughly enjoy the whole uh, process around uh, for consensus making. Now, obviously, as you know, quite a few academics are members of our standards committees, but what would you say maybe to other academics working in universities who aren't standards makers at the moment? What would you say to them about the benefits of getting involved? I think our universities demand from uh, uh, us as academics that we really work on impact outside of academia. Um, And I think involvement in standards making means that you're going to interact around your topic, but you're going to interact with with very different stakeholders. And you'll need to, you'll learn their language. You'll learn that, you know, you you learn what matters to them. now, obviously, we're at, we're at the Standards Conference and Awards here, and on some of the discussion that's taken place on the platform has been around that younger voice in standards making. Now, obviously, you have students. What would you say to your students about the benefits of getting involved in standards? I think the real, the value of a standard, of the value of a BSI standard, is that it's an expression of a consensus of what good practice on something looks like. 
whether that's a technical product or it's a management standard, it's, it's, it's an expression of consensus. So in, in whatever you're going to do, knowing a standard, being a, understanding a standard uh, is actually quite important because yeah, that's actually what, what the consensus is on, on good practice. So it's, it's a very good way to get informed on, um, in, on a lot of different topics. What good practice is, is actually a moving goalpost. Getting involved with the world of standards making is a very good way of keeping in touch with where the goalpost is moving. People have said to me in the past, actually, it's something I use now, is that if you're involved in standards at a relatively early age in your career, you're helping shape, to shape your professional practice and shape the world through standards. Do you think that would apply, that applies to your students too? I, I think it would. And, but I also think it, it could uh, hugely benefit um, their own careers rather than uh, not only having an impact on the standard. I think also their, their careers, if they're the ones in their organization who are fully cued on to uh, what the standard is, what it means working with a standard and, and, and understanding it. Now, Tim, we're speaking a, a few days after the BSI Standards Award. So I'll start with this. You know, how does it feel to win? Uh, it was really good. I was um, very pleased uh, to be nominated. Uh, and I think it was particularly uh, rewarding and, and good because it comes very much from your peers, those who you've worked with, um, who've been involved, and uh, I, it seemed to be a good endorsement of, of what we'd done, even though it was a challenge at the time. Now, you won the award for your leadership uh, of a drafting panel for a new standard on the structural design of pavements, which is a, and it's an important uh, high-wage engineering standard, BS7533-101. What was so challenging about developing this particular standard? Um, it was very much about um, drawing different uh, sectors from industry together. So it involved really four sectors covering uh, the three materials, clay, concrete and stone, which formed the the pavements, but also the mortars who hold it all together. Um, and it was just drawing those four very different sectors, each with different priorities, to draw them together and come to a consensus. Um, and it just took time and uh, some effort, but, but we got there and everyone's very pleased now. So I just wonder then, you know, given your experience of working on this particular standard and the, and the challenges you face there in developing that consensus, you know, what will, how will that change the way, will it change the way you approach developing standards in the future? Um, yeah, I think the, the main thing I've learned is, is that you can't change everything. You've just got to, uh, to change little things and edge people uh, towards each other so that everyone gives, gives way a little bit. Uh, and eventually we find we're actually overlapping. But uh, um, don't, don't try and solve it all at once. Just uh, work steadily towards it and, and let everyone move with you. Now, Tim Yates won his award because of his leadership of the development of a new standard on structural design of pavements. In episode 37 of the podcast, we looked at that payment standard, BS7533-101. It's a story of patience, perseverance, and the power of consensus in standards making. Check it out on the podcast feed. Now we come to the big award in the standards makers category, the Wolf Barry Medal. This is an award to recognize outstanding and sustained impact on standardization and exceptional contribution over a standards development career. Before we reveal the winner, let's find out a bit more about Sir John Wolfe Barry. Sir John Barry was an English civil engineer born on 7 December 1836, the youngest son of famous architect Sir Charles Barry. 
His most famous project is Tower Bridge over the River Thames in London, which was constructed between 1886 and 1894. After receiving a knighthood in 1897, he added Wolfe to his inherited name to become Sir John Wolfberry. Wolfberry played a prominent role in the development of industry standardization. He urged the Institution of Civil Engineers Council to form a committee to focus on standards for iron and steel sections. Members of the Institution of Civil Engineers, the Institution of Mechanical Engineers, the Institution of Naval Architects and the Iron and Steel Institute first met as a committee on 26 April 1901. The Institution of Electrical Engineers joined the following year. These five bodies were the founder institutions of what is today the British Standards Institution, or BSI. So, Cindy, who has been awarded the Wolf Barry Medal for 2021? The winner is Robert Onslow. Here's what the judges had to say about Robert. Robert has been awarded this prize for outstanding contributions to child safety through long-standing, dedicated, highly regarded, effective and expert contributions to the development of numerous British and European standards. As chair of the BSI Committee CW1, Safety of Child Use and Child Care Products, for many years and a member of numerous other BSI committees and subcommittees, he brings a wealth of experience to standards and consistently strives to create safety standards within child safety that are fit for purpose. Yes, huge congratulations to Robert. Now, Robert is currently Managing Director of the Baby Products Association and Harrogate International Nursery Fair. I asked him about what winning this award means to him. So, Robert, you have won the Wolf Barry Medal. What, what does it mean to you to win a Lifetime Achievement Award for standards making? It's fantastic from BSI. Uh, been involved with, as I said, many, many years, since the early 70s. And to be, but it's more important for the industry. I, I believe. And tell, tell us about the industry you work in. Uh, childcare articles, childcare news articles, and we produce childcare news standards, uh, whether it be SEN, BSI, or ISO. Uh, and children's lives are so important to me and to all the committees that I'm involved with, um, because if we don't get it right, children die. And you've obviously had a, uh, a whole career working in and around standards. I just wonder what you'd say to your your younger self when you first started. You said on, on the stage there, you're wet behind the ears. I just wonder what advice would you give to your younger self now? Uh, I, I think life has changed so much with communication skills. And I came in very raw as a manufacturer in those days and went to this meeting and helped. <laughs> but I, I think there's more integration these days. There's more... Um, help for the youngsters but they're not coming through as as said on stage very very difficult to get young people in and the other issue we've got massively is that in our nursery products field as with many other industries they are not produced in the UK anymore but if we can get those young professionals in as we can get to, to the, through the door what would you say would be the main benefit for them of getting involved in standards early on it's a lovely industry once you're in you don't leave very easily and to get involved with the standard work is very rewarding as well. Um, for I mean, you must have had that over your, over your standards career. There must be something maybe that jumps out, the one thing that, well, maybe more than one thing, but if I could push you on, what's the one thing where you think, oh, I did that, that was really, really important work? 
I suppose production of real good standards the pans, push chairs, etc., which is the hardest area to develop, and also the biggest uh, cash uh, value in, in the whole of the, uh, the the sector throughout the world. But ISO is becoming very rewarding as well. We're just about to embark on a whole range of um, ISO standards. So although obviously you've, you've won this award now as a Lifetime Achievement Award, but your standards making career is not going to end? No. <laughs> I enjoy it too. Do you want to know more about the role and purpose of standards in the modern world? Then BSI's free online course, The Power of Standards, is for you. Through its three modules, you'll learn about what standards are, why organizations use them, how they are made, and how and why people get involved in standards making. The course is designed to last around 30 minutes, but you don't need to complete it all at once. You can stop at any point and restart again later when you're ready. To find out more, visit bsigroup.com forward slash education. So, Cindy, that wraps up the Standards Makers Awards. Let's move on to some of the awards for Standards Users. The Standards Users Awards recognize how organizations have used a voluntary standard to achieve a particular outcome for a specific project, product or service. The awards do not constitute any form of certification or kite mark, but simply offers a means of recognizing the benefits of using voluntary standards. Nominations are open to all organisations, regardless of size, type, sector or relationship to BSI. Organisations can nominate themselves or they can be nominated by a third party. Awards were made to organisations in five categories this year. Business performance improvement, resilience, safety, sustainability, and trust. And we're going to look at winners in two of the categories. The first category recognises how an organisation has used voluntary standards to develop resilience. One of the winners used standard ISO 22301, Security and Resilience. Implementing this standard enabled them to ensure a high level of organisational resilience across the business and how it played a pivotal role in delivering exceptional customer service through the pandemic, ensuring the correct policies and procedures were in place to fully integrate into one new organisational structure. And that organisation is... Aberdeen, the UK-based global investment company. Congratulations to Aberdeen. Now, I caught up with Jennifer McKenzie and Lisa Dixon from the company after they received their award. Jennifer is Resilience Manager at Aberdeen and Lisa is Global Business Continuity Manager. As well as how good it felt to win, they also told me about the important role that standards play in the organisation. Right, so I'm with uh, Jennifer McKenzie and Lisa Dixon from Aberdeen. So congratulations on your Standards Award. How does that feel? Yeah, great. Thank you very much. It's quite an honour to get it. So it is. We, we weren't expecting anything, so it was quite an honour to get it. And Lisa, tell me about Aberdeen. What do they do? So we are an investment company. Um, and we, we have various different uh, vectors that, that we actually look after, so it's not just investments. Um, but we originally uh, stem from a, a merger between Sound Life Investments and, and Aberdeen Asset Management, and then literally are sailed to uh, Standard Life um, and we've now become Aberdeen. 
And in terms of, you know, as an organisation, how generally, how do you stand? Is a standards an important part of what you do as an organisation? Yeah, I mean, they're very important. I mean, we are certified to the ISO 22301 um, for resilience and it's really helped us through the merger and all the change. So it's been really helpful for us to actually just keep our minimum standards up quite high so and that's been reflected in our clients our clients are very impressed with that so it's definitely an important part for us and do you think this will winning this sort of award will this change or or you know improve the way that you look at standards as an organization is it going to be doing more in this area i think it will just cement everything that we already know and believe in uh, but i think it will uh, allow us to tell our clients and tell them exactly how, how good we are at, at what we do. You know, we've gone through two lots of recertifications now, um, and only last week we were just re-awarded a recertification. So we've, we've had a busy week of doing audits this week and last, um, and this has just been the, the final icing on the cake, really. Well, congratulations to you both and to the company. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Now, the second standards users category we are going to look at recognises the use of voluntary standards to enable sustainability. The winner we're highlighting here used ISO 2012 Event Sustainability Management Systems requirements with guidance for delivery of a World Championship series of events. The standard was instrumental in building a more robust legal register to manage risks and developing trustworthy collaborations with key partners and sponsors through an integrated waste management and recycling plan. This organization has demonstrated a forward-thinking, innovative approach to event sustainability, saving the equivalent of 200,000 single-use plastic bottles in one season alone through hydration stations and reusable water pouches. And the winner is? ABB FIA Formula E. Yes, the Formula E World Championship is a single-seater motorsport championship for electric cars. I spoke to Iona Nielsen, Senior Sustainability Manager at Formula E Holdings. She told me about how using standards have helped to integrate sustainability across the business. So Iona, Nielsen, what does it, what does it mean to, for you as an organisation to win this award? It's a really great recognition for us. Um, we are the first sport and motorsport to achieve ISO 2012-1 and it's um, great standards that we've achieved for actually the second time in a row we've been recertified ISO 2012-1. It provides a really great standard and framework for us as a championship to make our events truly holistically sustainable in our approach. And where do you think, given that you've won this award and obviously you're using standards, you know, where do you think you'll go next with your standard, with using standards? So we're actually exploring as a business different ISO standards that we can achieve. So starting with 2012 one, across the business we're looking at other ones like 9001, 45001 and also 14001. So we're looking at really embedding ISO standards across the business to make sure that we have the full credibility and the full sort of framework for ISO to make sure that we're yeah, we're as sustainable as possible. And what would you say to, to other organisations maybe thinking of starting this journey? What would you say to them? I think that I would tell them to absolutely go for it. Um, even though that the standards can really be moulded into your own, um, it was very niche for Formula E to work on sustainable events. But even with like us as a championship, we've made it work and it really has integrated sustainability across the business. So not just in our team, but it's made sure that everybody, every employee within Formula E understands the importance of sustainability and how they can integrate it into their own sort of processes and procedures across the business. Now, before we finish, there's actually another category of award winners we need to mention, and those are the recipients of the IEC 1906 awards. 
Yes, the 1906 awards, 1906 being the IEC's year of foundation, are granted in recognition of exceptional recent individual achievements which have helped to advance IEC activities in a significant way. So each year, BSI uses its own standards awards to highlight the work of BSI standards makers to international standardization in the field of electrotechnical engineering. A total of six UK-based standards makers received IEC 1906 awards this year. The full list of these and of the BSI standards makers and standards users awards can be found at bsigroup.com forward slash standards awards. I really enjoyed that, Matthew. I think it's really important that we have this annual celebration of standards and the people who make and use them. Absolutely. Now, a reminder that if you would like to help shape the world through standards and to be so amazing that you put yourself in a position to become a future Standards Awards winner, then go to bsigroup.com forward slash get involved and start your standards journey from there. You have been listening to an episode of The Standard Show with Matthew Childs and Cindy Paragill. Subscribe to us now wherever you get your podcasts. You just heard a stripped media production. 